Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hi everyone robo here you're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. Welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast. Um, it's it's quite the interesting show and um, one I'm very excited for. And if anything, it's like it's like a crossover show. Um, <laughs> it's like when Family Guy met The Simpsons. It's Blues Focus meeting Wab in the only way it will probably ever meet it ever, and yeah. that's through the man, the myth, Mark Watson. How are you, mate? I'm very good, mate. That's a much nicer intro than the last one you did where you called me back. That you edited out. Anyway, if anything, I called you massive. So mm. that could mean various things. Mm. No, I take it as a compliment, mate. I, I massively appreciate <laughs> it. It is a pleasure to be here with you two gorgeous fellas. Thank you very Shucks. much, mate. And of course, joined by always, Carl. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. You? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, Twitter's just got very interesting. So <laughs> yeah, we actually struggled to start the podcast, um, but we'll 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 touch on that momentarily. Um, let's start with what I was not expecting to actually be a positive conversation, but it is, and that is West Brom. We actually beat them for the first time in fifteen years. Mark, how do you feel about that? How does it feel to say we actually beat the Tesco carrier bags? Once I finally woke up in the second half to see Lyle Taylor slowly amble up to the ball to ping it home. Uh, yeah, I was quite, I was quite excited. Um, but my God, was that first half boring? Jesus wept. Um, but no, I, I suppose it's. Uh, I mean, do you guys? Obviously, it's a derby. But do you two think of it as a a, a big derby, or is it just? I sort of have them on the level in my head of Wolves, Warsaw. Like they're local, but they're not Villa, are they? Yeah, yeah I, I'm of the same sort of opinion. Like Wolves, I probably care about a little bit more than West Brom and Warsaw. You know, there is a little bit between us and Wolves, but even then, none of them come close to Villa. That's my view on it, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think once you've got a rivalry the size of Villa. Anything else, like, yeah, it's a derby. It's a nice day out for baggies, but couldn't make, beat the Mighty Blues, could you? So, there you go. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, Cov consider us one of their biggest rivals. Yeah, I don't uh, know why. 
but I don't see them as a no. derby whatsoever, not no. even close. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Carl? Yeah, I, this is a bit weird for me, obviously, because like I didn't grow up around the rivalry per, per se, you know, other than my dad going, you hate these lot, end of. <laughs> um, so it's always been a bit kind of weird for me because I've not been around it. But yeah, I don't think Baggies are on the same sort of level as Villa, probably Wolves. And yeah, I don't know why Cov considers rivals. I guess it's the ground share thing, maybe. Maybe it's that. But, I think a lot of it is yeah. football teams want rivals, don't they? Because it kind of yeah. validates their going to football grounds and shouting at each other. Uh, and there aren't many that do have a real, real strong rivalry like us and Villa. Um, yeah. So sometimes people have to invent their own struggles. Even Chris Reading Martin. tried to create one with us. Yeah, Reading, so, yeah. Like, which, the the Twitter derby, as I like to so say. So bloody weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, I think we've had many teams that have wanted a rivalry with Blue, so we just seem to wind up any team that we ever play. I mean, to be honest, I'd say we had more of a rivalry with Leeds than we do with, like, West Brom, Walsall, other them lot, just because of how messy it gets. Yeah, um, they've obviously got the history of pushing the wall over as well, haven't they? And, and, and Yeah. Um, yeah, possibly. I, I think a lot of it is personal di- personal rivalries. Um, if you're in the ground where it got like Stoke, I see Stoke as a rivalry, but I've been in the ground where it's got very spicy against Stoke. And also I live not too far from there. So I, I hate Stoke. I can't stand them. They're the most boring, <laughs> annoying people on the planet. Um, I probably hate them more than, more than Baggies. And I hate Liverpool more than most people except for Villa. So there you go. Uh, John, I completely support the Liverpool hatred. Um, I, I'm all for that. The fact that they booed, the, John, I'm not going to get into it too much, but the booing <laughs> of the national anthem at the League final. Yeah. It's like, come on, Childish. grow up. Pathetic. Um, but yeah, and then Stoke, they just care about their own cakes and uh, <laughs> a bit of that. Um, anyway, Carl, how did you feel about finally beating the Baggies for the first time in 15 years? I have to echo Mr. Watson's comments, really. Waking up at halftime was a delight. <laughs> Never had a nap in the first half of a football game before, to the point where I even actually tweeted that I would hope the second half would wake me up. Yeah. Um, I think it was just, I mean, it was a dire game, even in the second half, you know, it was absolutely terrible. Let's be honest, it wasn't any prettier, was it? Um, I think once we got that goal, and I must admit, I've been counting down the days that we get to see a Lyle Taylor penalty. And, oh, that was majestic, wasn't it? And, um, yeah, I just, from that moment, I just didn't think we'd lose. I think we just wanted it more. You know, and people, players are actually putting bodies on the line, which has been quite a rarity. Um, and I think defensively, we actually looked pretty solid, which, again, was a rarity. So, yeah, it was a bloody good feeling. And, you know, I saw a couple of, uh, we'll call them sour Baggies fans, said, oh, they're mm. celebrating like they've won a cup. It's their cup yeah. final. I don't care. It's one of our few fucking highlights this season, you bastards. Yeah. Like, I'm taking it. Yeah, so it, wasn't, it wasn't beating you. It was just no, winning. It was winning. <laughs> yeah, it to do with So, you know, pipe down. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a great feeling, especially, you know, seeing our eight minutes of injury time as well. And Lyle Taylor's smile at the Baggies fans when he was down, injured. That yeah. was phenomenal, by the way. What a shit yeah. house that man is. He's he's a beautiful man, and I'm sure we'll talk more about him shortly. I don't even want to delve into that game that much because of how bad it was. Um, I feel like Steve Bruce summed it up quite perfectly, being the worst game of football ever. Yeah, do you know what? I um, obviously we 
bit of behind the scenes inside baseball stuff. We were supposed to do this on Tuesday, but uh, someone was ill, weren't they, Carl? Um, <laughs> so we, we postponed it. Um, and I said to the missus before starting this, I have no idea what happened in that game. So she goes, put the highlights on. And I did. I was like, I still have no idea what happened in that game. I, I couldn't even pay attention to the eight minute highlight package on YouTube. It was boring. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's much to talk about other than a slowly walked up to penalty. Uh, and some sublime shithousery from Mr. Taylor. Exactly. Um, I mean, we were quite lucky, obviously, not to uh, concede a penalty ourselves with the early handball. That was definitely Um, a penalty. Oh, 100%. We've been very lucky there. But normally we don't actually get that luck. So, you know, baggies, jog on, you know, get over it. You you live and you learn. Yeah, baggies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stop living in the past. Leave it off. (laughs) Um, Yeah, baggies. And I'm sure David Cottrell, when he watched the highlights, would have been sat there thinking, did it Did it really go in, though? Did the ball really hit the net? Was that actually a penalty? Or does the media just want you to think that? Media does football even that. exist? Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, that, that, that Luke Stokes tweet, shout out to you, mate. Uh, that was one of the best tweets I have read. Yeah. Easily. I was in bits laughing at. I, I showed everyone in my house, and none of them cared because they don't care about football. But I cared. I thought it was exactly. absolutely hilarious. It, it was. It was very good. Have you seen anyway. David David Cottrell's tweet about how the LA Rams are complicit in the UK, Ukraine war because they play in blue and yellow? Yes, <laughs> yes I saw that. Yeah. What a leap of faith that is! Jesus wept. He doesn't help himself. Just does he not help does himself at all. Even I don't. Matt even... Letizia need to get together, don't they? Yes. <laughs> how do you even put two and two together? <laughs> God Jeez. knows. Anyway, speaking of tweets, Troy Deeney um, obviously had a bit of a cock up uh, in the week. Um, in the build-up to the game itself, um, I just want to get your your thoughts on that, both of you. I'll start. I'll start with you, Mark. Obviously, from my perspective, it sounded like he was having a joke with his mate about how he's how he's not heard the uh, his own injury news from the gaffer, and uh, obviously he wanted to tweet about that itself. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. It wasn't. I believe as much of a joke as we would have hoped it was a joke. I think there was a lot of uh, serious intent behind that tweet. Um, the guy he tagged was his agent. Yeah. Um, he basically came back. Um, he'd been training for weeks, apparently. Uh, Lyle Taylor, not so much. Lyle Taylor straight in the team. Dean is told he needs more time, but he's not told he needs more time. He was told via Twitter he needs more time. Um, I don't think Troy should have tweeted it. I think Troy, in hindsight, possibly agrees, um, based on the fact that he deleted it quite quickly. Uh, I know if I went on Twitter and slagged off my boss, uh, I probably wouldn't have that job much longer, and I certainly would have had some sort of disciplinary uh procedures raised against me uh i get that troy's a blues fan i get that he's a passionate footballer but it doesn't really give you carte blanche to say whatever the hell you want about your boss on twitter it it undermines boyer whether whether deanie has a has a point which he probably does um whether boyer deserves to have it sort of thrashed out with him fair enough but online in public for me, is not the way to go about it, regardless of who's in the right. Because once you put that out there in the public, you're both wrong. Yeah, exactly. I I, I think what 
frustrates me is I, I'd like my captain and my manager to be quite tight. On the same page, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that, that's concerning. What are your thoughts on it, Carl? Yeah, I I get the frustration if, you know, he has been training for weeks, he feels he's ready. And like you say, Lyle Taylor comes straight back and goes straight in. But like you say, not only is he a professional football player with thousands of followers on Twitter, he's also club captain. Mm. And I don't want to point out what happened with our last club captain, (laughs) but, you know, it was that kind of shit that led to things go sour. And, you know, both Boyer and Deeney care about this club and you don't want there to be a... What's the phrase? War? No, that's way too fucking aggressive. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like like you said, yeah. they need to be on the same page, effectively. And there can't be any division in the camp because that doesn't end well for anybody. We've seen that through the Karanka phase. Mm. And it just isn't good for anyone. Not not for us, not for the players, not for the club as a whole. Um, he knew what he was doing. There's no way. Because he knew that no matter how quick he posts it and deletes it, someone somewhere is going to screen grab that. Mm. He knew what he was doing, um, but I don't think he was right to do so. However, I do get his frustrations if he was ready to play. Yeah, I think it was it was an emotional tweet rather than a, an intellectual tweet. Um, I'll tell you what did surprise me was how readily Blues fans jumped to defend Bowyer. I yeah. thought that would go the other way, and it didn't. And I don't know what to make of that. It's just an interesting observation um, from me. Um, Yes, I I was surprised to see the Twitter masses back the manager over the fan favourites. I think um, maybe if Dini had given more context as to why he was frustrated, the fans might have been more understanding. Probably, Um, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, whereas... Especially in hindsight, you know, Deeney's come with a lot of expectation and hasn't really met the expectations of a lot of fans. He's been um, injured for a lot, hasn't he? Exactly. So I think that's and on probably the bench. Just, just down to it. And mm. obviously, I think some people get frustrated seeing him going out all the time and then wishing he was playing for Blues. Uh, those are the sort of tweets I see anyway. Um, but to be honest, I, I think... Deeney just needs a proper pre-season at Blues. He's never going to be anywhere near the player he once was, but um, he's obviously a good character to have around and finishes a lot of the chances that some of our players miss. Like, I would much rather rely on Troy Deeney to score than I would Scott Hogan. If Scott Hogan is given any time to think about anything, then... It's it's, going into Rosette. Yeah, uh, whereas Hogan is a lot better when he just works on instinct. Mm. Uh, but that that's hard to accommodate a lot of the time because uh, you can't always guarantee you'll get those instinctive finishes, especially being blues. So, um, yeah. I'd say I'd say Dean is, is our best statistic, not statistically, uh, best natural striker. You put him in the right position, he'll put it in the goal, simple as that. Same with Juki with his head. You get it on his head, he'll score. We're used to, anyway, doesn't this season. <laughs> Uh, doesn't help that we don't bother crossing it. I was going to say, we don't even cross it, though. No. That's the problem. For me, Juki, um, I feel bad saying this, Carl, because you've got his shirt behind you currently. Um, yeah. Juki is great to bring off the bench if we're going to whip it in, but if we're not whipping the ball in, it's a waste of a shirt on the pitch because he runs his socks off, he works his bollocks off. But if you're not putting it on his head, it's redundant because he's not going to score with his feet. Deeney yeah. will. Deeney definitely will. 
Hogan, like you say, is too hot and cold for me. I do like the bloke. And he had that fantastic run when he first came in on loan. He was scoring every single game. But he's too hot and cold. And he'll miss easy chances. Deeney doesn't. He'll score them. If you get the ball to Deeney in the right position, he'll put it in the net. Simple as that. And whether he's better than Taylor, I don't know. I don't know if you can drop Taylor because um, I don't know if you can beat someone whose morale is through the roof at the moment, which Taylor seems to be. Um, yeah. But definitely there. Like Deeney, whether he plays... Whether he's been playing or not and scoring or not, he's still ahead of Hogan and Juki for me. 100%. I completely agree. Um, I, I can understand Bo, you're saying, obviously in his presser about Deeney having to work his way up the pecking order. Mm. I think some people may have seen that as, oh, Deeney's not behind these these players. He's, he's not necessarily behind. He's just got to work his way back up again. But that... That won't even take him long, like you know. That's mm. you just do that through training, which uh, I'm sure won't take the club captain very long. Um, no. So no. yeah, but moving on uh, to Boya anyway. Yeah, uh, I find this whole contract situation really weird. I feel like it came out of nowhere almost. He brought it up himself, and that was how it came to light. Mm. I've not seen many managers actually do that. Um, sort of raise their own contract situation, which intrigued me i've not really read much into it because i don't know what to think of it but i think that's sort of the mystery of the question why is it a talking point i mean you, you could always say he's got another year on his deal why not just uh go with the flow see how you get on if you you don't succeed you don't succeed then you move on and why is there the need to talk about further for the time, maybe it's from a, a backing point of view is I, I want to know that I'm going to be given the time to build this project. Otherwise, I'm off. It, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know how to see it. Uh, I'll go to you first, Carl. What, what are your thoughts on uh, Boyer's contract situation? I think it is bizarre. I don't think many managers do bring it up without being asked first. I don't sort of recall that. <coughs> um, but, yeah, it is an interesting one. I do think it's, yeah, it's, I've lost my entire fucking thought train. Mm. <laughs> do, do you know what it, COVID, it's completely messed it up. Do you know completely what it is? Gone. It's a proper pro wrestling move. Like, it's a proper, <laughs> yeah. I want a new contract, give me more money move. And it, it's a proper disgruntled footballer, Neymar doesn't want to be here anymore, give me more money I'll go or I'll go somewhere else move. And that's what it comes... Whether it's intended like that, I don't know. But like you say, it is odd for a manager to bring up his own contract situation. Normally, like, imagine asking Sean Dyche about his contract situation. He'll basically say, piss off, there's nothing to do with you. I'll discuss it with the board myself. Yeah. Um, it, it, like like Carl says, it's very... With a bit more of a growl. With a bit more of a growl and probably eating a pie at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's unusual for a manager to bring their own contract situation up unless they're unhappy. So the question is, do you think Boya's unhappy? I suppose that is the question, yeah. And with with the whole Deeney thing, it doesn't fill me with much promise that he's uh, really tight-knit with the squad. Would you uh, mind if he did go? It depends who came in, really. I think well, me and Carl were discussing this earlier. We'd love to see maybe like Daniel Farger come in, but I said that Steve is the Chris. exact... The exact type of manager that Blues will ruin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just one of those that we would ruin. Um, I personally don't want to see him go. I'd love for it to work out, but it does feel like it's heading in the wrong direction very slowly. I think if this were 
Karanka, if this was Zola, if this were Cottrell, uh, Blues fans would have turned on him by now. Certainly if he was Cottrell, because yeah. he's an arrogant prick. Um, <laughs> I think he's riding a bit on his Blues notoriety. And we, which, I mean, he deserves it. I, I love the bloke. I love Bowyer. And this isn't me saying Bowyer out by any means. But if you look at where we are, 18th yet again. This is no improvement on last season or the season before that or the season before that. And we got rid of all those managers. Um, and again, this isn't me saying he should go, but I think we've been seeing a lot more uh, suggestions of that if he wasn't who he is. Yeah, exactly. I think we've played better, but it's still no excuse when you look in the grand scheme of things and where we are. You know, it, the job isn't to focus on necessarily playing well. You could win ugly uh, all season and get promoted. Mm. It's It's been done. Um mm. To be fair, even you know when we had Alex McLeish, we just win ugly all the time. Mm. Um, so it's it doesn't it doesn't have to be necessarily that. that I feel like the term style of football is uh, or style of play is brought up too much. I feel like it's it's can be quite overcomplicated these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I think we're going to get promoted under Lee Bowyer? No. Um, that's, it depends what defence we have yeah. next year. That that that's our downfall. Can we sign Lyle Taylor on a permanent? Bakuna, um, yeah. we've already got um, signed up. Hernandez, I can't imagine will sign for us. Um, can we get Chung on loan again next season? I don't see it, but you never know. Although I think his shins are made of sandpaper. Um, <laughs> just yeah, the geezer's all. He's injured again now, isn't he? For the next couple yeah, of weeks, so we yeah. have Chung three again. Um, but we've still got. Roberts, Pedersen, Colin, and the tea lady in defence, and that's our biggest problem. We need a defence. It's it's concerning when a young lad like Nico Gordon is looking like the heart. The best defender we've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Ped- exactly. Pedersen was decent against Baggies, but quite frankly, he can fuck yeah. off. Um, I've never been a huge fan of Pedersen. He's always behind the pace, but he's been not very good this season. Colin, I'm still waiting for him to come back from his injury. Um, because ever since that, he, he's just been a shadow. And I love Colin. I've got his signed shirt upstairs. That I, I would die yes. for that man. Did Rumor you hear what he said on the last pants. pod, by the way? No. He he slated what did he say? on the last What did he say? Pod. What was your phrasing, Tom? I can't well, quite remember it. Define, define slate, right. Toxland, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> we... We had we had a guest on. I asked the questions. If if you wanted one player to leave in the summer, who would it be? And you said Pedersen. Carl and Harry had already stolen my answers, so I had to think mm. of the next best thing. So and I you went, went for, for my... Colin. Yes, I went for Max. Did one of them say Pedersen? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll let you off there then. So you think Colin should go? You slagged off my Max. <laughs> Colin. Right. No. 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 How no. do I end this call? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Max, but exactly what you just he's said, crap this season. he's been the shadow of his former self just because of how many injuries. Yeah. And what I what I will always love is he's probably the only player that's ever in this new crop that we've had for the mm. last three or four years that just plays through injuries a lot of the yeah. time. And I think he has done that throughout his career at Blues. And that's probably why we're seeing him decline because he's just played through so many injuries and actually done more damage um, than... He has good at the end of the day. so uh, Absolutely. I, the, the, there's players and managers and stuff that you genuinely don't like, i.e. Cottrell. Um, glad he went. Redknapp, I wasn't his fa- biggest fan before he came in. I wasn't his biggest fan when he was here. Glad he went, fine, go, even if he did take uh, half the treasury with him. Um, but then you've got people you like that it just doesn't work out for. Zola, 
lovely guy, just didn't work out. Jonathan Leko as well, to be fair. Leko, yeah. yeah, didn't work out. Chick and Doy come across a really nice bloke, didn't work out. San Jose, San Jose still watches blues because yeah. apparently he just loves S&M and bondage. Like, <laughs> he's a loves punishment. Um, but what a lovely bloke, he just didn't work out. And maybe Matt's Collin is, like you say, he perhaps he's just beat himself up so much. That he, I mean, he's making Jordan Graham look like um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Pretty much, time, yeah. Which Who, is the, in fairness, the best thing Collins done this season. I, I like Jordan Graham as a character, but I don't think he's played <laughs> as well as some people make out that he's played. No, as. but he's been better than Collins, so in my opinion. Yeah, precisely, and um, it, you don't expect Graham to be a good right-back considering how much he disliked being in a defensive role at Wolves. And yeah part of the reason why he, he ended up moving on from there. Mm. Um, um, just yeah. coming back to Bowie before we move on, I just yeah. want to point out we have improved because we're safe with, what, six games to go. So Get in. give him some credit. Put some, yes. put uh, some respect uh, on that name. <laughs> respect on the name. He's done yeah. what he said. He kept us up last season and technically we've done better than we did last season as well. So... I mean, if you want to talk about bonuses on Twitter, he's <laughs> technically done it. So, but um, no, I going back to the the question you asked about him going. For me, I wouldn't want to see him go because I think I hate the term transition period. And I know it's a bit of a running joke with us a lot about transition periods, but you can only build a successful club if people are given time in roles. I agree. Yeah, and you can see. I, I think I mentioned it on a pod before. When we've got the players in place, you can see what we can do. Mm. And if we can get the better players in the summer and the worst ones out, that's a really basic way of putting it, Cole, but uh-huh. we'll go with it. Um, then I think we'll improve. And I think he deserves <clears throat> at least the start of next season. But um, yeah, we don't make those decisions. If we can sort of lobby the EFL to make it more like the Scottish Premiership, where like Celtic and Rangers play each other seven times a season. If we can make it so that we just play Luton over and over and over, <laughs> yes. they can all stay. Exactly. I'd be, it'd be mental if Luton won the playoffs. Like I would actually be disturbed <laughs> if that happened, um, to be honest. But um, no, I feel like it'd be a bit of wasted time if we didn't really firm it with Bowyer and just give him another window. Um, but then again, you do that and it doesn't work out. It's like, oh, wish we'd just gone back and appointed someone new and gave them the window to do whatever they mm. wanted to do. So I don't know. I can't really see anyone being interested in the job. We're highly, we're highly, you know, hardly that appealing. No. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think we might as well stick with Bo. Yeah, there's been some highs and some lows, and uh, you've got to you've got to think as well. Bit of luck with points deductions. We'd actually be 19th if Derby didn't have the point point deduction they had, and then two points above Reading. Um, but realistically, I think Reading Reading actually play like a relegation side a lot of the time. But somehow Paul Lintz is getting results. I don't know how. I really don't know how. Sure. Um, but that can show how deceiving um, a football manager can be at times. Sort of how good they are actually are at their job, or how much they just disliked the previous manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, sort of still on the Bowyer thing, and obviously it, I tweeted something about Gary Rowett the other day, sort of in light of this, but Richard Wilford said... That went well radio, for you, didn't it? Yeah, really well. <laughs> to be fair, it likes-wise, it did very well. Just <laughs> the comment section, we were a bit brutal with me. Clickbait, um, Toxland. But I didn't mind it. My, my, my morales of 
if I ever get hate, it's kill them with kindness. Hmm. So that's what I did. <laughs> so yeah, but Wilf, Wilf obviously said on radio he believes there's that that in his opinion that there's less than fifty percent chance Bowyer will be our manager next season, which I I was very surprised about because Wilford is as far as ITK goes, I'd say he's not far off it. Um, uh, obviously, it's just his opinion, though. Um, I'm I'm interested by that. What what were your thoughts on uh, Wolf Wolf saying that on radio, Mark? Um, firstly, I want to know why you're calling him Wolf. Are you like best mates with <laughs> with Mr. Wolf? Well, no, I'm like? just I'm just used to seeing his name <laughs> Wolf on Twitter. Cause whenever people go I Wolf, that. that's fine. That's fine. You, you and Wolf. Well, yeah, I've never met the man or spoke to the man. I'm just throwing that out there. Regarding Wolfio's comments, um. I know he was good mates with Dongio, um, and I don't know. I don't know if, if Wilf and Cheng get on as well as Wilf and Dong did. Um, so I don't know if he's still finger on the pulse as much as he was. But I mean, it's a hell of a lot more on the pulse than me because I'm just some fat moron who does a podcast. Um, so yeah, ask your mate Wilf is the answer. I don't oh, yeah, know. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I was surprised. I think that was that's the best way to describe it, surprised. Uh, I was Carl surprised. Was... I, do you know what I was more surprised of was him saying it, even if it is the case. Yeah. Just, you don't normally get that, that sort of shock news from a, a journalist. These I was going to say, normally they, they sort they're of... They're protecting their interests, aren't yeah, they? And they, they back them out. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Carl, what, what was your thoughts on... Uh, on Richard Wilford's comments. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. <coughs> me and Mark both dying at the same know, time. Yeah, um, yeah I, I echo David Cottrell would tell you you passed it through the screen. <laughs> that's it, yeah. yeah. yeah that's <laughs> it's all a lie. We just put it on a show. <laughs> <laughs> Is this even happening? We're um, working for the so... Illuminati, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, What's the question? Wilford. Yes. Um, yeah, I was equally shocked, to be honest with you. And, and again, more so because he actually said it, you know, and it wasn't said in a speculative tweet or whatever. You know, it was live on the radio. Yeah, it was like it was fact, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly that. And, you know, he may have said, I, I believe or my interpretation or however it was he phrased it, but that hasn't just come out of fucking nowhere. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That is, you know, <clears throat> formed on some sort of knowledge you know so yeah pretty shocked but then looking back and i think i mentioned this the other day tom looking back over bowyer's last maybe 10 interviews let's ignore the performances just focus on his tone the way he's been he's mentioned of his contract the deanie uh gardner uh what's his name ian dutton Um, that's the one (laughs) (laughs) um where he wasn't there and you think back kind of you look at that it it almost sounds like when you listen to a Wilford saying that and then you look at that, it's like, is he resigned to losing his job regardless? Does that come across? Is that what he, what he's portraying? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was pretty shocking to hear out loud from a journalist. Like you said, they normally protect their interests. But, yeah, it's uh, going to be an interesting few weeks in the summer for Blues. What a shock. Do you know, do you know what I think with that, with Bowyer not being at that um Q and A they did. I, I said think, I said the exact same thing to Carl about Boya not being. Do you know what I, I think? Boya comes across as the sort of bloke that goes, "There's none. There's nothing to do with us. The fans being upset, 
it's fuck all to do with us. The stand's being closed. It's fuck all. To, my job is to manage this team, put out a team, and try and win the game. So, no, I'm not going to... And I don't think he would think that... I might be maybe completely wrong. This is just my opinion. Um, but I don't think he'd think that in a I don't care about the fans sort of way. I think his job is to manage a football team. So why... I, I don't know why they did the Q&A, to be honest. And, and Which is ironic, really, because I'm one of the ones in shouting for communication. I'd get it. Craig Gardner, perhaps. Dutton, okay. Although Dutton's making as much as... The guy comes across as a lovely bloke, especially what he did for you when you were stranded. Um, he is made a rod for his own back by answering everyone on Twitter. Yeah. Um, he needs to, for his your own sanity. And if you're watching this, get off Twitter, mate, or or save yourself. Save yourself. This this BCFC inquiries account that he directs people to is kind of like just people just direct it to them instead. Yeah, Ian doesn't that. need to read. They all don't this. need to reply. No, no. Um, but I, I think that's why Bowyer wasn't at that meeting because I think he's thinking my job is to get results on the pitch. So I'm going to focus on that rather than fielding questions about things that he has no control over. So I don't, I don't necessarily see that as dissension between him and Deeney. I think Deeney was there because he's the captain, he's the, the face of the club, um, he's the fan favourite. Garner was there because I think Garner genuinely cares and he genuinely thought I can do something to help galvanise support here. Um, and Ian was there because he had to. <laughs> but I, I don't think Bowyer not turning up was a, a slight against anyone. I just think he thought it was not, not my job. No, that's it was just that I was counting it back to that moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Effectively. And I just, I just thought, because it was almost like a fans forum. And you would, you know, just from from my perspective and looking at, you know, other normal run clubs mm. in in our league and others where, you know, normal things happen yeah. most of the time. The manager tends to be at those sort of things. Do you know what I mean? Even if he doesn't say anything, it's just that it's a a united front where everyone's holding yeah. hands and it's all rainbows and stuff. But it just feels that from that point onwards, and maybe it's just me making it a bit more dramatic in my head because I'm mm. a blues fan and why the fuck not yeah that's um, <laughs> uh read blues twitter and facebook um don't go like, on blues facebook <laughs> no no let's, for let's your do. own safety I was gonna say safety. Ian don't move from twitter <laughs> oh god Ian don't go on facebook <laughs> um, but like he's he just seems to have I don't know not that Bo's ever been like overly passionate but he just seems to have I don't know just seems like he's just going through the motions and he's just waiting for the inevitable to happen a little bit Maybe, um, maybe. I, it's I, just an interpretation. Yeah, that, and it, it's completely valid, and you may be completely right, and I might, might be miles off, but I think it's partly me harking back to the good old days where the manager like, barely even did post-game interviews. They just managed the team. Um, and then knowing who the chairman of your team was, I mean, I knew of Brady and Sullivan when I was a kid, but I couldn't point you to any of their interviews when they were uh, in charge of Blues because... They're there to run the business. Like I, I don't, I never liked that we knew who Dong was. Really, get your name, keep your fucking name out of my mouth. Like, don't be on Twitter. Don't be putting perfect segue. Thank you very much. There's, there's no need for me to know who Dong is. Um, just run the club, do your job, and Boya put the team out, yeah. do your job. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I think he might be old-fashioned, which is why he never turned up to that. Which is completely gone off topic. But there you go. 
Well, no, it's fair. I mean, for me, I, I felt like if you're going to have the club captain there, you might as well have the manager there. I yeah. kind of feel like two and two go together. I might be miles off with that interpretation. It's we just, all could be. Fuck we it. all could be. Do we, yeah. do, does anyone ever know what's really fucking happening at Blues? Not a clue. I don't even think I'm, they know. I feel like if we knew, we wouldn't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cottrell anyway. knows. Cottrell knows. Yes. <laughs> it's David all Cottrell government knows. He doesn't control. even have to think about it. He doesn't have to think about it. He just knows. Um... Oh, oh, oh! They're planning on changing the uh, kits to a blue and white colour. Mm, that's that's a bit suspect, of you there, Blues. <laughs> yeah, um, that means we're invading Finland next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so keep your name out of your mouth. Blah 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 has obviously been a uh, a, a bit of news in recent recent times, recent weeks. And uh, I had planned this game for uh, I think it was about a week ago. Um, Before we so, do yeah. that, can I can I plug my little thing? Do you know what? Go for it. You know, you know that thing that you were supposed to segue into and you completely forgot about, even though I, I asked you. I was actually going to do it after this. I hadn't forgot. I had it wrote down. <laughs> oh, did you really? Oh, I, apo- I apologise for interrupting. Can I do it now? Is it okay? Pod, Pod's gone to shit now. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that when you started. Go for it now. Right. Well, I suppose a decent host would have introduced me properly at the start and said, I host the Fat Lads Going Gold podcast. Uh, I'm also at Mark Watson1875 on Twitter. I'm sure he was going to get that till the end. Leave that to the end. Anyway, anyway, anyway. (laughs) uh, Myself and fellow fat lad Chris Pugh went to a corporate uh, thing at the Blues. It was, mate, it was was lovely. We got to sit in the posh seats with posh people. Oh, I remember that now. Do you remember that now? We also had to sit through an hour, half an hour presentation by Biffa about waste disposal. So it wasn't quite the glamorous corporate. It was basically a, a corporate meet and greet for businesses Blues deal with to all chat to each other and hand out business cards. <laughs> anyway, there is a point to this story. Uh, I was there as a guest of one of the businesses. On our table, there was a guy called Richard uh, Richard Sharrett, I believe his name is. I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. He and his wife run a charity called Libby May's Little Angels. Uh, It's a family-run charity formed in 2013 that raises funds to help save the lives of babies across the Midlands and support 18 neonatal units. Uh, It was set up in honour of their daughter, Libby May, who was born born with and subsequently died from a heart condition that meant she would never be able to breathe independently. Uh, I think she was about a week old when she when she passed. Uh, following her passing, her parents set this charity up. Now, that guy was on our table. He's a lovely, lovely bloke, and the charity is absolutely awesome. As I say, I host the Fat Lads Going Gold podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Fat Lads Podcast. We are, we've, I've got a hold of a signed blue shirt by the current squad. We're going to be, we're probably going to raffle it off. We might do a football scratch card. I'm not too sure how we're going to do it. But anyone watching this, you have a chance to win a signed blues home shirt um, for courtesy of, well, us, Fat Lads, whatever. Please do. This isn't a plug for Fat Lads. Please do follow the Fat Lads podcast account purely to get the update of when this shirt is is being done. All I give a fuck about is raising money for this charity. Once we've done it and you've entered, delete us, block us, unfollow us. Don't care. Never watch a show. Not interested. I just want to raise money for this charity because it's a fantastic cause. Um, so please check out Fat Lads podcast. I'll... I'm hoping to get photos of this shirt up on there over the next couple of days. Uh, you can also follow Libby May's Angels at Libby May's Angels on Twitter or their website is www.libbymayslittleangels.com uh, and also their logo is now going to be a permanent fixture on the Fat Lads Going Gold podcast screen. Uh, 
as I say, look out for this this raffle football ticket, whatever it is, um, and please do dig deep and let's try and raise these guys some money. And then you can block me. I don't care. That's all I want to say. I will certainly be entering. That sounds like uh, an amazing cause and an amazing prize as well. So uh, It is an amazing cause, yeah. However, I think it would be bad if I won, so I, I can't win. You won't win, mate. I'll make sure. Don't worry. Cool, cool. <laughs> Your name's uh, hat, I'm hosting the podcast and we're friends, so it looked rigged. So, yeah, you don't want to do that. If, <laughs> if, if the spinning wheel did land on my beautiful name, then just imagine it never happened. Well, you can, you can then raffle it off. And also do your own raffle and we'll raise twice the amount of money if you win. That is genius. Okay, rig it. That Go is. For it. Let's do it. A conspiracy right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. So, yeah, guys, go, go and check that out. Uh, obviously, it's um, it's a shame that we have to even have, we have to create charities because of tragedies. Mm. But it, it is some light at the end of, uh, at the end of any tunnel, really, to create a charity for any tragedy so um yeah go check that out hopefully uh the man editing this will uh put a link in the description down below i will be keeping keeping an eye out if there is <laughs> of course a link either to the fat lad social um or if they have a website for the charity that's even better so um yeah go and check that out and uh yeah let's let's move on to uh, a game that just i had a quick planned. one lads we'll just a quick on. one uh so you know this Gardener bonus. Oh, yeah, which we haven't spoken about. Oh, God, Call yourself a host. Jesus. Hi, everyone. Robbo here. You're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. To, to be honest, I should just hand it over to you. I've always been better <laughs> uh, at not hosting. Do, do, you fancy join, do you fancy joining the Blues Focus podcast permanently? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, Ian Dutton has responded to the tweet. Um, basically saying that the statement is untrue to suggest that Craig has manufactured a three-year plan to benefit his own financial situation, questioning his integrity in the process, uh, and it's very disappointing. Don't forget, when he returned to the club, he worked for free. We're better than this. Um, That's, of course, if, uh, as most of you watching this have probably seen that, Somebody, a tweet has gone out tonight saying that Craig Garner is going to be picking up a £332,000 bonus every season as he is technical director, sporting director, uh, whatever it is. I'm not quite sure of the club title, but um, (laughs) but yeah. Um, So a tweet went out about that. So Ian Dunn has responded to that, which I think is quite interesting um, that he's actually replied to that, to be honest with you. Um, But good luck replying to every rumour, Ian. Christ. When um, you'll be shooting down transfer rumors in the summer. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I I didn't know what the rumor was, but obviously it was hinted there was a rumor. So me being naturally nosy person, I messaged the person who who hinted, and I said, "Are you sure of this? Because the minute whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but the minute you tweet that out, someone is going to fact check it. Are you sure of what you're about to claim?" Um. And Ian Dutton there has said it's untrue. And yeah, um, Ian Dutton again on on Twitter when he. I mean, what time is it now? Quarter past nine at night. Um, should be what relaxing. Should be on holiday. Whatever he's doing, he should be not on his phone checking Blues Twitter. Excuse me to dispel rumours about a director of football's bonus, which. As as I said on Twitter myself at Mark Watson eighteen seventy five follow me don't delete me delete that lad. don't delete me I need the attention um, as, as I said there if this big slam dunk is 
man gets bonus. I'm not sure it's quite the bombshell people, the people tweeting it were expecting, but good, good on Ian for sticking up. And you say about um, um, unity between the in in the camp is the more unity than your. I don't even know if he is his boss. I suppose he's he's a colleague rather than a boss. I suppose they're kind aren't they? Because they're kind of two sides of the same coin. One's yeah, one's a corporate boss, one's a footballing boss. Either way, to see someone tweet support for you when Craig Garner isn't on Twitter himself. And I, I have a soft spot for the Garners anyway. I won't hear a bad word about them. Uh, I knew this would come up. <laughs> Why? Because of uh, my, my Gary Gardner tweet way back when. Oh, yeah, of course. I forgot someone slagged off Gary Gardner, didn't they? That's just... you, mean, you mean like they did with Max Collin? Mate, honestly, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> Toxland, you're, just, just, you're a disgrace. I just, I just think but uh, Blues fan was a loose term, but I've come to my senses. I've yeah, come... when Roy comes on and shows you all the photos of him as a kid in a blue shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, that, that was uh, that was interesting. I did I did feel a bit attacked that day, I can't lie. So I was just You like, know what? Sometimes oh, people deserve it and you deserve it. <laughs> Well, a lot of people agree with me, and then a lot of people didn't. And I, I still see people tweet stuff like that now, and it got nowhere near as much um, sort of attention as my, my tweet did. So the, uh, the problem is, Tom, you're an easy person to hate. I am. Um, <laughs> John, my dad told me that my whole life. <laughs> the, the moment you were born. Yeah. The, the second I popped out. <laughs> Oh well, hey ho. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind. I, I love guards if he keeps scoring. And to be honest, I think he's been a better better captain than uh, Deeney has so far. So. He's been a great captain. I, I like the Gardner family. The stories you hear about the Gardners off the football pitch, uh, I've yet to hear a bad word about them. And my very brief interactions have always been lovely. I have I've met. Gary and Craig. When I met Gary, it was a, a um, it was actually when he just signed. Uh, I went to the uh, blue store and got a picture with him. Lovely guy. Um, and then Craig, I will always <laughs> always appreciate Craig for this. Um, was it was at the one of the open training sessions uh, on the Monk, and uh, I actually asked him if he record a um, birthday message for my granddad, um, in which he did, and. Uh, I did not expect him to say it at the end, but he said shit on the villa at the end. Yeah, what legend. I, I loved it. Um, couldn't appreciate it more. So uh, I will always thank Craig for that. And to be fair, Craig was my football hero growing up. So uh, hence I, I, he's, he's my background on Twitter. <laughs> I wrote a blog years ago now about, about when Craig, uh, Gary Gardner signed. Uh, probably the same time you were in the shop. He, he was in there and... There's a bloke put it on Twitter and I messaged him to ask him about it and he showed me photos and stuff. He was there doing shopping for himself, this random fan. Gary Garner was in there, got talking. Gary Garner put all his stuff through Gary Garner's account, just paid for it all himself, bought it all, printed his shirts, paid for all the guys shopping, posed the photos. And there's a chance that he got that free from the club and claimed it all back, fair enough. But he didn't have to do that. Yeah, he didn't and, have to. And the best part is, he didn't buy you anything, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Gary Gardner will ever buy me anything. <laughs> Not now, no. No, <laughs> no he, absolutely. He knew what was coming. Yeah. You know, what, what a lovely thing to do. And, and yes, footballers are rich and they don't have to do this. And it's easy to be generous when, you, when you've got money. But he didn't have to buy all that bloke shopping. And what a, what a lovely thing to do. Precisely. And to be fair, it's not like they find a way to make sure that that gets out in the public for PR purposes either. If it so. was, Exactly. If it wasn't for that bloke putting it on Twitter, you'd never know. 
precisely so there we are um you know, i did i actually never wanted to post that um video craig gardner did for me in case it ever got him into trouble i remember being at the time i was worried i was like oh if i posted that would he get him into trouble because obviously you see videos of players saying stuff like that all the time so i I never posted it just because i i didn't want to risk it so uh to be fair harley dean called us all wankers in front of thousands of people so well yeah (laughs) there is that (laughs) (laughs) there there is that yeah um i suppose before we move on to the, the mini game i have planned we could we can touch on the uh just briefly, that uh, that Gardner claim, I suppose that's that's what I'll I'll call it. Uh, that that tweet about how much he earns. Me personally, I really couldn't give a fuck how much he earns, so long as he gets us promoted or keeps bringing in the great players he has brought in. I I'm pretty sure Dong was on double the money that's obviously mm. been quoted um, on Twitter. So do you know what? I I really don't mind anymore, just so long as they have the best interest of the club at heart, which we all know Craig does. I, th- I really don't mind anymore. I think we've spent money on worse things, like Carl said, Sam Cosgrove. That's hmm. that's that's a public embarrassment right there. So let's let's just forget about whatever bonuses whoever's earning, and let's just focus on getting this club back to the Premier League and where it should be. And I don't care how we do it, just that we do it, preferably yeah. in my lifetime. And, I mean. It- <laughs> A, a decent host would have read the tweet out, Tom. But um, go for it if you wish to read it. Like <laughs> I said, you might as well just join the podcast. Do you know, I've only come on here to pick on you. I do apologise. Um, no, for for anyone that may not have seen it, the tweet says, "Blues fans, I'd just like to get your thoughts on how you feel about Craig Garner picking up a three hundred and thirty-two thousand pound bonus every season while the club is in so much debt." It is, is it really a surprise that he's created a three-year plan to drain more bonuses out of the club? Ian Dutton has subsequently replied three hours later. Uh, this is quite simply untrue, and to suggest that Craig has manufactured a three-year plan to benefit his own financial situation, questioning his integrity in the process is very disappointing. Don't forget, when he returned to the club, he worked for free. We're better than this. Unfortunately, Ian, no, we aren't better than this, and some of our, our fans aren't better than this. Um, as I said to you two guys before we started, I don't know how much the average director of football earns. So I've no idea if £332,000 bonus is appropriate or not. Also, it's a bonus which usually comes with stipulations. I've no idea. If, I, I, I thought there was going to be a big slam dunk and I was not. You never know. Shocked. It could be win the fucking Champions League. It could be. Oh. Hey, it could be. So he could be getting <laughs> two grand of that. Like, who knows? It's just... It's I was going to say, it's about this time that we're supposed to be in the Champions League and Jude returning by <laughs> yeah. fiction. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there we are. Um, but yeah, uh, Carl, quickly get your view before we uh, move on to the greatest game of all time. To, to <laughs> quote Mr. Watson, man earns bonus. So what? Exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't. Again, bonuses come with targets. If he hits him and he earns it, fine, fair enough. If he doesn't, I can't imagine. You know, and that's if that's even got a remote part, you know, remotely true. Um, but yeah, I. Pff, I don't care. Any director at any business, remember football clubs are businesses now. They're not, you know, anything other than that, really, um, as much as we wish they were. Mm. Any director at any business is earning a bonus. Simple as that. And I don't really see what the difference is, you know. So, um, yeah, okay, cool. Yes, it's a lot of money. Would I love to earn that amount as a bonus? Of course I bloody would. We all would. But it, that's why we're all sat here doing a podcast and he's not. Hmm. So, 
you know, it's not the slam dunk I think the the guys who tweeted thought it might be. Let's all move on with our day and yeah. Amen. Amen. Hey Presto. Now the moment I've been waiting for for weeks. <laughs> the only reason we're the, here. Since the slap ever happened, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> this game. <laughs> Now, this is where I save my reputation as somewhat sort of a host, I guess. Oh, wow. um, and it's it's with this game. Obviously, I did actually have better questions originally, but me being the smart man I am lost those questions. <laughs> so let's get into it. Obviously, everyone knows what happened at the Oscars. Will Smith hit Chris Rock and, you know, it's... It all goes down to their toxic relationship with Jada, blah, 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 blah. Chris, got, Chris Rock's a lovely guy. I don't think any comedian or anyone should ever be hit for saying what he said on stage. Obviously, you know, a, jo- a joke is a joke. Sometimes jokes can go too far, but I think there's been a lot worse. And I, Why I didn't he much. have a decent comeback? He's a professional comedian. Like, it's well known that Will Smith and his wife have an open relationship. So when he's shouting, keep your name, wife's name out of your mouth, why isn't it he's shouting, tell her to keep dicks out of hers or something like that? He's a professional yeah, yeah. comedian. And you couldn't think of that. Because uh, exactly. if, he, if he goes up on the stage again, he's getting tackled by security. So that's your chance <laughs> for a comeback and he didn't bother. He should have just said, say that to August. And there we yeah, are. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's easy. It's there for the taking. And he, yeah, he never did so. I think he was just so stunned at what the possibly. fuck had just happened. Possibly, yeah, possibly. <laughs> I mean, fair play for firming it and going on, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, hey-ho. Right, Rock or Smith, I have a set of questions for you both. You simply just have to answer Rock or Smith. And uh, it will obviously be a point system. I am so uh, excited. Yeah, I, I will ask you both for your answers at the same time, so neither of you can change your mind. But let's, without further ado, get straight into it. My middle name is Carol. Rock or Smith? Oh, Rock. rock. You're both wrong. No way. Will Carol Smith? Is Will Smith his real name? Uh, Yes, it is. Will Carol Smith? Indeed. Spelled C-A-R-O-L? I think there is. uh, Hang on, let me have a look. Or is it like K-A-R-O-L-E or something? Carol? You watch it will be Carol. It'll be Carol, and you've just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just told him. I've just said his middle name's Carol. You've we'll got to slap me you your way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, spe- it's spelled Carol. It's spelled it? Willard Carol Smith Jr. Well, there you go. There we are. There we are. But you never know. He might say it differently. But without further ado, it is nil nil. Tense times. <sighs> who is who is older, Will or Chris? Will, Will Smith. Did you both say Will? I was yeah. waiting. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, you've both got it wrong again. No way. Chris yep. Rock, I don't look it. Much older. Yep, Chris Rock is, well, it's not much. It's Chris Rock is 55 and Will Smith is 53. Wow, so we slapped an old man. Yeah, he, he slapped Disgusting. an old man. Disgusting. Yeah. So still nil nil, flipping heck. I, I'm surprised. I thought it would have been two two. I thought these were easy. No, because <laughs> everyone knows Will's middle name is Carol. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Um, but Ask yeah, me whose so... surname is Smith. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, question three. I won a Grammy award for best album. Rock. Will Smith. There is finally a point on the board, and it is for Mr. Watson. 
It's too too obvious it would be Will Smith. It was, it was. It was a trick question. And Carl, I got you with my trick. And uh, yeah, he actually, I think it was 2007 or 2008, uh, he won a Grammy for uh, best... Um, Didn't he do the song No Sex in the Champagne Room? It's something like that, yeah. It no was Sex a in the Champagne Room. But it was best comedy Beautiful. album. I'm just <laughs> sure he did that, yeah. <laughs> that's when i'm 13 i'm just typing sex on the internet and that came up and <laughs> just stuck with me forever question number four who's been married longer uh rock carl did you say rock and i just didn't hear sorry i utterly my thing froze what <laughs> <laughs> that was him searching up the answer right yeah there. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't even hear the question it's what a cultural conspiracy Who's Did been married? Who's been married longer, Rock or Smith? Uh, Smith. And it is one-one. Oh, shit. Close. Um, uh, Rock actually got divorced a few years ago. He was married for sixteen years, and obviously Smith has been married to uh, Jada for over twenty years. So there we are. It's tense. We're going into the uh, the championship rounds. Uh, who has produced more films? Rock Smith. Oh, it's close. It is close, but it is Rock. It's two one. Are you including the Rock in this? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's it's not Chris Rock. It's the Rock. Who's won uh, the most WWF championships? (laughs) Yes. Uh, And the final question, but I do have some tiebreakers to make it interesting. So if you could preferably equalise, that would be great. I'll try. Um, Okay. So who is featured in more films? Rock or Smith? Rock. What did you say, Carl? And again, it is Rock. Yes. So it's 2-2 going into the tiebreaker. Yeah, I threw a few trick questions in there because you don't really, although Rock is an actor, you don't It's voice acting, isn't it? Yeah, precisely. It's every Shrek film and every Adam Sandler film and every Kevin Smith film. All that jazz. So, yeah, okay, 2-2 going into the tiebreaker. What was the name of the animated movie Chris Rock and Jada both featured in? What? Well... Carl got it right. <laughs> All right, um, Madagascar. Yeah, Madagascar. <laughs> you, you kind of gave away the answer with that. You. I have us. a spare tiebreaker in case that went tits up. Which hang I on, was hang on, hang on, Carl. Carl, you're not getting this, man. I can That's see fine. the. I can see that fear in your eyes, mate. It's not COVID taking over, mate. That's fear. That is. Is it? It is, mate. Fear of the uh, oh. Rockle Smith champion. Fear of champion. The ginge. This is the worst smack talk ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carl, Carl. Fuck you. Right, come on, let's go. Wow. <laughs> Keep uh... my name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right, I'm just double-checking that I make sure I've got the answer correct. So, uh, wow. this can't is possibly go wrong. Okay, here we are. Bang, waiting, waiting. Okay, yeah, I did get it right. Have you thought of, like, hosting the chase or anything like that? <laughs> oh, do you know what? It's, it's always been a passion of mine. <laughs> a dream of yours. I can tell, mate. Well, well practised. <laughs> right. Which film made more money, iRobot or Grown Ups? iRobot. Well, what am I supposed to do here if you're both <laughs> going to get the question <laughs> right? Uh, oh, was he right? Yeah, I'm sticking with iRobot then. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, I'll think of a quick tiebreaker for you right now. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Who featured in more film series? Series, Chris Rock. Smith. Just because we've got to have a result, or we're going to yeah. be going all fucking. Sorry, wrong. I'm just, I'm just hopping on IMDb. Are you real. googling the answer? Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, made that Chris, Chris Rock. It depends if you count the viewer skew universe with Kevin Smith, but possibly that he's got Madagascar. He's got Grown Ups. He's got Shrek. I said oh, TV series. So. TV. Oh, I thought you said film series. No, I Chris Rock been in any TV series? Um, he has been in a couple. Yes. Funnily enough, if you could name the one everyone, that they've everyone both... Everyone hates Chris. Yeah, if you could name the one that they both went on together, then I'd be impressed. I, I'd award you the show if you could name the TV series the that they both... <laughs> 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 that they both featured in other than the Oscars. It's it's a lot more obvious than you think. Fresh Prince? Yeah, there you go. Was Bye. he in that, was he? Yep. Oh. Um... To, to if you if you get this right, then uh, I'll I'll award it a draw. But um, who who featured in more TV series? That is the question. I'm going to stay with Will Smith. I'm going to stay with Chris Rock because we've got to have a right result. We have a champion, and it is Mark. Yes, Mark, you, are the, you are the Smith or Rock champion. Did Carl. Fresh Prince clinch it? Yes, it did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we are. Yeah, um, Chris I Rock should have got the crown. I should should have done. Should have Yeah. Crown. Chris Rock actually featured as a woman in Fresh Prince. No way. Um, yeah, he played a woman, and um, it was uh, it was some. I think it was his girlfriend for like a day or something. Something weird like no that. Um, yeah. So no, no idea. Either. But yeah, there you go. Fun fact for you. We have our Smith versus Rock champion, and now we'll move back on to football. That was that's going on my CV. Yeah, <laughs> he's well happy with himself. Oh, this is the best day of my life. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm chuffed to bits. The Smith or Rock champion. What a thing to have on <coughs> Some people are just born knowing facts about Chris Rock and Will Smith. And you know what? I am that person. And some people <laughs> live their lives. So, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you live by the rock, you die by the rock. And that's me. There we are. So, moving on. How are we doing for time? Do you know what? We've got more time than I expected we had. So, I will move on to this quickly as it is a popular talking point right now. I will come to you first, Mark. What are your thoughts on the Champions League historic basis induction of places to two teams, I believe? <clears throat> well, regardless of what Witten think, it's historic basis, not ancient historic basis, so they're <laughs> not getting in. Um, I suppose that is their way of doing the ESL without doing it, isn't it? That's how they get Spurs, Arsenal. Uh, Man City would always qualify anyway, but that's how they get those teams in it. To be honest... They've convoluted the Champions League so much now. I don't know how much I care about it anymore. I just, I maybe I'm just oversaturated with football through doing podcasts and being on Twitter and all that stuff. Maybe there's just too much football in my life sometimes. But it hasn't got the magic that it used to. Like when you turn on ITV and it go lasagna or whatever they say. I swear, <laughs> <it's lasagna. laughs> always thought it was lasagna. You don't get. I don't get that buzz anymore. Um, and I think maybe I'm just oversaturated with football, but I don't care. Let them do it. It's all a big money spinner, isn't it? And yeah. PSG will try and buy it from now until eternity. So, meh, don't care. We're never going to get there. So, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really involve us. No. <laughs> why, why are we trying to have an opinion that nobody cares about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Nobody asked. <laughs> Carl, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like you say, it ain't really ever going to affect us. They are trying to find ways of making it effectively the ESL without calling it the ESL. Yeah. <clears throat> and the only re I think we've mentioned it before, but it's, I still stand by the fact that the ESL is only not called, didn't work because UEFA weren't happy with it. It wasn't their idea, effectively. That's the only reason that they tanked it. Um, and this is their way of slowly getting closer and closer to that, isn't it? Basically, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's, I guess it is the premier European club competition. So technically, I can see why they want historic clubs or whatever in there, but it doesn't really matter. They're going to do it regardless. So let them crack on with it, you know. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna do it anyway, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it's just more political football bullshit in it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And we'll just have to suck it up, just like when they either extend games to 100 minutes or drop them to 60, depending on which story exactly you believe. That's exactly what mm. I was going to come on to next. <laughs> Obviously, trials in Portugal to uh try 60 minute matches, um, which I think is awful. Um, and then if they can make awful. lose matches 20 minutes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please. A lot of time and pain, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously the rumour of the uh, FIFA wanting to extend um, the length of a match for the World Cup to 100 minutes to eliminate time-wasting, um, yeah, yeah, which I think is just ridiculous. I think time-wasting <laughs> is a part of the game and secretly we all have a soft spot for it. Um, if your own team does it, you love it. If it's against you, you hate it. You hate so it, yeah. um, that that is as simple as it can be put um, at the end of the day. So what are your gentlemen thoughts on um, 100-minute matches? Is that something you'd like to see or not? I think if you're trying to eliminate time wasting, just stop the clock. Do what rugby do. Yeah, stop the clock. exactly. It's, that's yeah. all it needs to do. And I don't care what everyone else's arguments are. I agree. Time wasting when it's your side, you love it because of the shithousery. When it's against you, you hate it, and that's part of football and stuff. But if you really want to eliminate it, stop the clock when the ball's dead. That's literally it. Um, you know, it, there's no reason to mess with the rules of the game with regards to shortening or lengthening matches to ensure the ball is in play longer. Stop the clock. You've already got all the technology there. The referee stops his fucking watch anyway. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Uh, only when he's refereeing Blues games and decides <laughs> to run on eight minutes at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like that—that's literally it. Just, just stop the stop the watch. If rugby can do it, why can't football? It's the same principle. Don't piss around with it. You're pissing around with too many elements of football. Just stop. Um, yeah. So it's a big fat <laughs> from me. <laughs> <laughs> nail on the head, or should I say, saliva on the screen? <laughs> um, nice. What are your thoughts, Mark? Uh, don't make it longer. Certainly don't make it longer. I wouldn't be massively opposed to making it shorter. Uh, people were dead against the 2020, the T20 in cricket. People were dead against the 100. Uh, the 100, the revenue that come from that is massive. Um, I went to two or three Birmingham games last season, watched everyone. It's a blast. I loved it. Obviously, cricket's a different game to football, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not massively opposed to 60 minutes because football is quite a slow, dull game at times. By at times, I mean a lot of the time. Um, and, and like you say, make it. if you're going to make it 60 minutes, do it. But do what Carl said 
and stop the ball every time it goes dead. So there isn't this time wasting. It will, it will just speed the game up. I don't want it to happen, but I wouldn't be massively upset about it. But certainly don't make it 100 minutes. Don't make it longer. It's long enough, especially at St Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. There you have it. A um, few more things to uh, touch on before we wrap up. Um, I uh, added this in if we had time, and we do. So, lads, mm-hmm. your player of the season this season at Blues, who is it? Who would it be? Who does it? Ooh. Who deserves it for you? The fans for fucking sticking with it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking true, isn't it? Um, it's hard to pick someone because of injuries. Because you would naturally say Chong, but he's been injured. And you would like to go Bakuna, but he come in too late. I love Lyle Taylor to bits, but he, he hasn't been there the whole season. Having said that, Harley Dean won it based on 10 games where he decided to give a shit at the end of that one season. Um, <laughs> I would go Sarkic, I think. I think um, he was phenomenal for us. Uh, he showed holes in Etheridge's game. Um, every time Etheridge kicks that ball, it goes out for a pissing throwing. Um, not so much the case with Sarcic. Uh, I, w- I would say him, uh, he's definitely in for a shout. I would say Gary Gardner's in for a shout, um, which might be scraping the barrel a bit. But since they got the armband, he's been fantastic in my opinion. It's, it's funny you say that because I was literally going to say, for me, there are two players of the season. You have the first half player of the season, and that's yeah. Matthias Sarcic. Yeah. And then the second half player of the season, Gary Gardner. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it's hard to pick between the two. Um, I don't think I'd be able to, to be honest. I mean, maybe you could look at Gary's first half of the season with the red cards and stuff. Mm. But since coming back and having that captain's responsibility, he's, um, he's he's played like a captain. It's been a while since we had someone act like an actual yeah. captain. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite refreshing. Carl, who's your player of the season? Yeah, I, I think really outside of those two, there isn't much choice. Um, I think too many players have obviously been injured, as we know, um, and too many players have played well in patches, but not for a, a, an extended period of time. Um, you know, I would probably go with Sarkic just based on the fact that as soon as we lost him, we kind of went to pieces a little bit in, in the defence and, and conceded too many goals. And I think <clears throat> we've lost the surety of Sarkic's collecting from corners and crosses, his quick distribution, although ironically him quickly distributing the ball is what fucking causes injury. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, I just think, I mean, we know that Lee Camp is a bit of a cult hero and, and things like that, but it's been a while since we had a keeper where I truly felt fully comfortable any time a ball went into the box. Yeah. He was facing his, sh- you know, he, his all-round keeping game was was solid and was really good. And I just think that the defence trusted him. And I think that that is one of the biggest bond, bonds in football is between the defence and the keeper. And if there is a trust in the keeper, the defence is better. And we didn't keep those 10 clean sheets through miracle. Okay, maybe a couple of times. Yeah, a little bit. But, but do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you have to have a good keeper and that communication. So... Uh, yeah, Sarkic for me. Um, but agree, I think if it's based on the two halves, then Gary Gardner for the second half of the season, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think there's any other real arguments to be made. I think no one else has been good enough, really. Not not for an extended run, anyway. Mm. 
Well, I think considering Gary Gardner is one of our players, um, you have to send it that way. So there you are. The um, the Blues Focus podcast player of the season award goes to you, Gary Gardner. Are you going to present it, Tom, while while apologising? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll get down on my knees and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'm sorry, good sir. Um, you I didn't tapping. mean to slag you off on Twitter. Yeah, I didn't mean to slag you <laughs> off. Uh, it would mean a whole lot to me to see you uh, tap the badge and get a quick photo. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so um, there we are. Moving on to Forest. Uh, this weekend I actually think a lot of Blues fans are overly positive about this fixture mm-hmm. like I am certain we are getting absolutely battered this weekend or at least we should do considering how well Forrest are playing they dismantled us at our place we're still we, we're still missing key players obviously Lyle won't play either um, I just only see negatives, which means if there is only negatives, you know, there is every chance of a 1-0 Blues. But I just don't <laughs> think this is one of those occasions where it is just a, we might get a 1-0 Blues. I genuinely think we will get hammered. and It just completely feels that way. Um, so, yeah, Carl, I'll start with you. Score prediction. What are you going for? What are your thoughts on the game? I don't I see don't... us winning it, personally. Um, I think Forest are just too good at the moment um, for for anyone. Um, you know, I mean, they proved that they sh- really they were unlucky to lose to Liverpool in the FA Cup. They've been on a hell of a charge, almost similar to that of uh, Fulham when Fulham went up that season. You know, when they literally just like second half of the season smashed it. Um, I just don't see us stopping. I think Steve Cooper is a great manager. And Ugly think- though, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't be out of place as an awkward Lord of the Rings, but Steve, you're not ugly. However, you will be if you don't come to Birmingham City next season. Yeah. <laughs> I want to leave Forest, who could be in the Premiership next season, and come to Blues. Who knows? But um, yeah, I just don't see us winning yet. So I think we'll probably lose two nil. Um, I think we're going to miss Taylor. We always seem to miss him. Um, I think anything that anything less than two nil is a good result. Really, um, a point would a point would be the dream, and a victory would just be sensational. Um, of course, the best part of this weekend is that we could lose, and as long as everyone else loses below us, then we're definitely safe. So mm-hmm. that's all that bloody really matters, um, I guess. But yeah, I, I can't see us winning it. Are we doing dream picks as well? Yep, dream pick, of course. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go Troy Deeney to start. I like that. I like that. I did wonder if one of you would say Troy Deeney. I'm going to go Troy to start. Um, um, but yeah. So, a bit of context. Mark, dream pick is just a player you want to see play. So, uh, there Etheridge. we are. <laughs> <laughs> you, wow. Is, is, that, is that a you want to see him turn up? Or is that a... No, no. Just, just I, will be, I will be full of confidence if I see that on the team sheet we have a goalkeeper. Fair play, I love that. We, we're we're going to need a goalkeeper. We could do with all of them being on the uh, stood on the line. To be honest, what's your score prediction? Three one to them. We'll score first. John, you know that's not a bad prediction. I could see it. However, not, I'm just going to be typical Blues just to ruin your weekend. And it we'll score first. Get your hopes up, and then no, they're scoring three. Yeah, we'll bottle it in the second half or something. Yeah. Um, I am going to go five nil Forest. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah. Now, are you going? Uh, I am, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. I don't know what I just got this feeling we're gonna get absolutely dismantled. Um and I'm gonna stick with it. You know I might even put money on it because if we do, 
that way softens the blow. Does soften the blow. So I might put a few quid on four nil and five nil. Um, so it will finish three nil just to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, or six. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, okay, I have just made one little segment before we wrap up, and it's quick fire questions with Mark. Oh so, God. Mark, favorite favorite color? Blue. Blue, of course. Favorite blues kit? Uh, the one I'm wearing. Interesting. Most people would say that that was that was their least favorite. No, kit. I love it. I love it. Define. I like that one to be fair. I quite like it. It, it reminds me of my childhood for a start, but yeah, the uh, the old. But what year is this? Ninety one, ninety two, something like that. Or was it ninety three? It's one of those. Early, I think. Yeah, early nineties. <clears throat> uh, Plasters radio kit. Fair play. And favorite Blues manager? Steve Bruce. I knew I knew you loved Bruce. I'd have him back tomorrow. You'd have him back now. Have him back tomorrow. Sure, I would have him back just out of curiosity, but I don't think his style of football, well, I say that, I don't really like the term style of football. I don't think his way of doing things works as well as it used to. I still so think it works. So you slagged off Gardner, you slagged off Max Collin, no, you're no, now no. going for my childhood hero. <laughs> what else? Do you want me to no. bring my mummy with you? You can just slag her off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Steve Bruce. I love him, but if if Blues performed the way Baggies did on Sunday, then I'd be concerned. That's fine. But then mate. They, did, the... they did beat Bournemouth yesterday. They did beat Bournemouth. So uh, I'll bring I'll... My, my dog round to yours next week and you can give me a few punches if you want. Just really, <laughs> really hit it home, mate. Just really upset me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To be fair, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I did tweet at the, at the start of last season that I'd take Brucey back in a heartbeat. So if you want to... If you want to go find that and make me look like a hypocrite, feel free. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, favorite blues player? Steve Bruce. D- fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have like a shrine of Maxime Collin, the gardeners, and Steve Bruce just all in one room? I mean, some would. It's not really a shrine, it's just like a few locks of their hair, uh, a discarded <laughs> sock from Max Collin's bin. Um, <laughs> yeah, just so I mean, Gardner's chained up there now. It's not really a shrine. That's ridiculous. Um, no, Steve Bruce was, when I was a kid, he was he was the Man United player coming to Birmingham City. I think he was one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid player in the country when it came to us. He dropped down a division to come to Birmingham City. And it was a name. It was Steve Bruce. And he was a brick wall. Uh, then he got us promoted as a manager. I've, I've always loved the bloke. And even if he did go to Witten, I won't hold that against him because... He's not a Blues fan, is he? He's a he's a Geordie. He's why he, he goes where the money is, doesn't he? So you can't. I don't think you can blame him for going to Villa. I know some people do, but he doesn't view Birmingham City the way I view Birmingham City. Jobs um, are hard to get in football, so you they are. Yeah. I, I don't blame him for bouncing around. He's just doing a job, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love I loved him. I still do. And final question, the most important question: favorite beer? Favorite beer. Uh, we did the beer league on Fat Lads, and what came out top? I think it was Estrella in the end. Estrella is a banging beer. It is. I'm, I'm going to go for Estrella. Fair play. It's also my favourite, so I love Good that. Good man. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap, guys. That is a wrap to uh, what has been quite an all over the place episode, but probably my favourite. So, oh bless you. There, there we are. <laughs> Only because you upset me. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got to get you to come back. Somehow. You never know. Even, even to host the pod, I'll be there begging you, come back, please. I can't do it. Um, this was definitely my worst showing uh, on this podcast by far. Maybe it's because I'm nervous because I'm talking to my hero. Maybe oh, that... 
I mean, Carl's my hero as well, so it makes sense. <laughs> wow, he's, what can I say? He is a, uh, a hero of Birmingham. There we are. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been amazing having you on the podcast and um, hopefully get you back on again soon. It's and, been an uh, absolute pleasure, mate. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and as I say, I'll just push you once more. Please do uh, follow Fat Lads Podcast um, at Fat Lads Podcast to check out this, this competition we've got. And let's raise some money. Absolutely. Go on, shout out your own at as well. Come on. And my own at is at Mark Watson1875. You can find me on Twitter. Please do like, share, comment, and subscribe and follow me. Um, but no, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure, boys. I've thoroughly enjoyed my, my couple of hours with you too. It's been a pleasure. Lovely stuff. And Carl, thank you for joining us as always, mate. Always, you know that. COVID or not, always there. <laughs> what a trooper. Damn what sure. a man. What a man. Um, everyone who's tuned in, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed. Please like, subscribe, leave your thoughts down in the comments and obviously go and check out the charity as well. It will be much appreciated by all of us and especially Mark. So um, there we are. Thank you and we'll see you again soon. Keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.